How many news stories do you have today? I only got two. This is going to be my, my least researched episode yet. I don't know. We probably I, got the same news stories. I might have like four news stories. I don't really know. Okay. We'll, 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 we'll see. We'll probably let you lead off with that then. Oh, great. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of 4.30 in the morning. This is your boy, Ben. And Pat is back as well. How you doing, Pat? I'm here. I made it. Things are looking up for once. Episode so. 70. 70. That's a big number. That it's is a really big number. number. Yeah. Come a long way. Yes, we have. I got nothing for 70. Wasn't TJ Lang number 70? Did he play for the Packers? He played for the Packers. He's a guard, yeah. wasn't he? And then he played for the Lions for a little bit. Yeah, I think I'm, he was number 70. I'm pretty sure we've already talked about him on the show before. And isn't Jake Matthews number 70 as well? Jake Matthews for the Falcons? I don't know. I'm I don't pay sure. attention to the numbers of linemen that don't play for the Browns. We'll have to ask Josh. We'll have to get Josh back Okay, we'll have to get Josh. Josh, let us know. Yep, he probably has Twitter. Josh, tweet us at 30 in the let us know what number Jake Matthews wears. Anyways, we are off to a great start today. (laughs) Definitely. Uh, Ben, what kind of news stories do you have today? I got some weak ones this week. I don't know if they're that good. Uh, we'll, We'll let you guys decide. Yeah, I've got some weak ones as well. This is from... The RamsWire.usatoday.com. Okay. Cooper Cup apologizes for accidentally ignoring Peyton Manning's texts for years. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Cooper Cup has done very little wrong in this last year or so, leading the NFL and receiving and winning the Super Bowl, but he did make one mistake. He ghosted Peyton Manning. It's kind of funny. On Instagram, the NFL's official account shared a story told by Cup in November about how he's been mistakenly ignoring Manning's texts for years. Manning apparently never said who he was, and Cup found it strange, so he never responded to the texts. Come to find out it was Manning who was messaging Cup the whole time. I got a message from a random number with a picture of him, and back at the Manning Passing Academy, Cup said, I was like, that's weird. Who would have this picture? (laughs) I looked back through the messages, and they all line up with certain events where we'd seen each other. So I think I've been ghosting Peyton Manning my entire NFL career. Cup feels bad about ignoring Peyton's text, and honestly, who wouldn't? It's Peyton Manning. That is a pretty great news story. That's the whole article. Now, (laughs) I've heard stories about Peyton Manning where, like, growing up, he was so obsessed with football that outside of that, like, he couldn't function as a human. Like, he couldn't dress himself. He couldn't cook food for himself. He couldn't... He couldn't operate beyond that. He always needed help doing everything outside of football. Sure. So I guess that wouldn't surprise me that he would just forget that he needs to introduce himself. <laughs> When sending text messages, you know. That is so funny. Uh, Cooper Cup, though. Talk about a, a fucking season. Yeah, he's incredible. Like, he was doing things that, like, he accomplished, like, feats that Jerry Rice accomplished over his entire career all in one season this year. Yeah, definitely. That yeah, was, Cooper Cup's incredible. That was something different. He's a high-motor player. He's a high-character player. Mm-hmm. A good all-around receiver. One of the, I, he's in the top three at this point. He's a humble player too. Yeah, I like him. I like his attitude. Yep. But um, that was a great season from Cooper Cup. It's kind of funny. It's kind of funny story. But he doesn't have time to investigate this. This could just be some shit, shit talker. Right. Could Anyways. be some weird fan. You know. Exactly. It could be anybody. And obviously, Peyton Manning probably doesn't know how to use a cell phone. Probably so. not. Anyways, I do, I do miss his. Uh, his insurance commercials. Nationwide? I think that was. The chicken parm? Something. I like the one where he was like cheering on like normal people during everyday life. Yeah. Yeah, I remember That's that. what I was talking about. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. That was some good shit. What you got? Anyways, my first one comes from our favorites. UPI Odd News. All right. New Jersey man finds large 
Pearl in his clam at popular restaurant. Do you have this one? No, I saw it though. It's kind of funny. A New Jersey man dining out with his wife at one of the couple's favorite restaurants made a surprising discovery inside a raw clam, a large pearl that could be worth thousands of dollars. Michael and Maria Spressler said they were dining at the Lobster House in Cape May recently when Michael ate the last of his dozen clams and felt something hard in his mouth. I thought one of my molars cracked, Michael Spressler told NJ.com. The couple said they were shocked when Michael spat out a 35 one hundredths of an inch pearl. He's eaten dozens and dozens of clams, and we never found anything like that, so it was pretty exciting. Maria Spressler told KYWTV. The Spressler said they've been eating at the Lobster House for 34 years and have never heard of anyone finding a pearl in their clams there. Sarah Stadnikar, an employee at the Lobster House, confirmed the discovery was extremely rare. I've worked here for about 10 years now. have never heard of someone finding one in one of our oysters or clamshells, Stadnikar said. The Spresslers said their research indicates that the pearl could be worth thousands of dollars, but they decided to keep it for themselves. Mm. Could you imagine you're just going out to eat and um, obviously clams. Have you ever eaten a clam before? Yes, I have. I don't think I ever have. They're not that good. To... I, it seems like a lot of effort for... Yeah, it's a, it's a texture thing for me. I just, sure. I'm not, not into it. Yeah. They're like salty. Yeah. Not into it. But could you imagine just like you're you're slurping it or whatever? Yeah, I don't like... a pearl? Uh, I don't like slurping shit. Yeah, I'm know? not really... Uh, I'm not really into that either. Yeah. But you find a pearl. Yeah. Like, this is worth thousands of dollars. So, like... Do they get to keep it? I'm assuming they get to keep it. I was... Because it was served to them. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm assuming. Like, I, worst case scenario, you just eat it and you find it later on in the process. I was going to ask, like, how much are pearls? How do they, you know, decide the price of pearls? I think it's by size and by, like, purity. Sure. Roundness, maybe. Hmm. But... Because, you know, you go to, you know, you go to the store and you'll see a pearl necklace. There's a lot of pearls on that bitch. Yeah. And it'll be, like, you know, two or three grand. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I don't I don't really know how how they're. Yeah, it, it's priced probably out. there's probably a lot that goes into it. We'll have to get some experts on the show to talk about this one of these days. Yeah. If you guys know anything about pearls or pearl pricing, if you're a clam fisherman, even maybe you, you have some expertise in this. Please tweet us at 30 in the comment on our Facebook page. Send us a message and let us know. Now, I got a funny clam story real quick. Oh, God. Uh, back when we were kids, me and Sam, we only ever did like one fishing trip, like down on the river, like where we live. And our dad took us out there one day and it was a complete disaster. It was like the worst. <laughs> we weren't catching anything. We didn't, I think we, we probably got our line cutting trees more than we actually caught anything. We were just off the, off the shore, just throwing our lines out basically. Yeah. And we had a bunch of sinkers on the line for whatever reason. And my dad had one that he cast way out there and he just let it sit like most of the bay. <laughs> Well, me and Tim were just kind of chucking, being yeah. complete idiots. He decides to roll it in, and he's like, reeling it in. He's like, I think I, think I got something. <laughs> he's reeling it in, and you could tell that he was dragging something. We didn't know, thought it was garbage or maybe yeah. a dead body or something. <laughs> and he pulls it out, he pulls it out, and it was a clam. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. He, he somehow smacked the clam. <laughs> We didn't know how or why. All that or, fucking work. Or, all that time. Or where it he came gets from. a clam. But he, he caught a clam. It was I don't oh, even know if hilarious. it was alive or if it was it was if it was just a shell or what, but it was like an actual I didn't realize there were clams in that river. I guess there might be. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it could have just I, been guess, like, I don't fucking know. It could have been garbage from the seafood restaurant down the river, yeah. for all we know. But could have been. But he pulled That's in this, hilarious. this fucking clam and oh. then 
It was back when he had that old pickup truck, and the clam lived in the pickup truck in the back of the pickup truck in the bed for like like six months afterwards. It just sat back there. That's that's crazy. It was a really weird story, but anyways, <laughs> that's my clam story. It was just like just one of those weird ass things, you know. Anyways, that's all I got for that one. So that's a good one. What else you got, Ben? You got? I heard you have about three more. Yeah, we'll see. So this is kind of. This is a new story, but it's from last year. Oh, okay. I just saw this on Facebook, and I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Sure. So this was February 26th of, actually two years ago, 2020. This is from the city of Cincinnati government. Okay. The Fugitive Task Force is looking for Ronnie Williams Jr. of Cincinnati for fraud. He has convinced three local churches that he is Ed Sheeran, and even went as far as performing The Shape of You in front of Christ Community Church last Sunday. When the past was asked why he believed the real Ed Sheeran would perform for $35 and a sandwich. He said that he had just assumed that he fell on tough times. If any information about Ronnie's whereabouts, message us immediately. Now we have to add some context to this because that has a mug shot attached to it of this guy that looks like a coked out Ed Sheeran basically. <laughs> yes. I don't See, I don't think that was a real thing. I think that somebody saw the mug shot and wrote the story around it. <laughs> this is fucking hilarious. But could you imagine? Now, that, that could be a great con artist. I just, although I don't think it's real. That is, dude. I don't even know. I don't even care if this is real or not. But I thought it that is, was fucking hilarious. Yeah, you know, I saw that one back, probably back when that was posted. See, like, but what's funny is this type of shit would happen. Exactly. The type of news stories that we've had on this fucking show. Yeah. Yeah. See, I thought that one was real for a while, and I was like, I got, I got all into that one for about a day. I thought that was the funniest thing out there. So that was pretty good. Yeah, that's a good one. That yeah. shit's real, man. Now we have to get that mug shot up on Twitter because it is kind yes, of funny definitely. and it is easy to see kind of an w- isolated community. I want to, I want to like figure out who that actually is. I, w- <laughs> I wonder what kind of songs he would have sung. <laughs> could, you, could you imagine if if somebody tried to pull that? Like I'm trying to think of who I could who I could impersonate. There's not a whole lot of options. Um, you could probably walk in there and say you were. Uh, I don't know. Daniel Day-Lewis, maybe? Really? Daniel Day-Lewis? You could probably pull it off. I don't know what I could pull off. I'd probably do a better Daniel Day-Lewis than you could. You could pull off, like, Dave Batista or something. Yeah, okay, we'll do that. <laughs> Anyways, we're, we're kind of getting away from Yeah, we're, away we're, from getting, it we're getting a little away from it. You got another news story? Yeah, I got one more. Sure. And this one is an update from a news story that we ran on last week's episode, mm-hmm. which just got posted today, so please check it out, Aliens Part 9, Episode 69. Please check that episode out and this one comes from the ap it's a bear battalion hank the tank turns out to be three bears did you see this one this week uh uh-uh. remember we talked about hank the tank hank the tank yeah hank the tank is actually a three bear battalion dna evidence now shows that the 500 pound black bear the public had nicknamed hank the tank is in fact at least three not so little bears who have damaged more than 30 properties around lake tahoe lake tahoe <laughs> lake tahoe in recent months the state department of fish and wildlife said on thursday it will soon begin trapping the bears in south lake tahoe area to tag the animals and collect evidence for genetic analysis the bears will be released in a suitable habitat and the agency said that no trapped animals will be euthanized as part of the project the bears are responsible for more than 150 incident reports in their region straddling Northern California and Nevada, including a break-in at a residence in the Tahoe Keys neighborhood last week. 
One of the Hanks smashed a window Friday and squeezed into the house on Catalina Drive while the residents were at home, CBS Sacramento reported. Police responded and banged on the outside of the house until Hank exited the back door and disappeared into the woods. So Hank the Tank is actually three bears. Dude, you gotta get, like, Hank insurance if you're gonna live in this neighborhood. <laughs> I wonder, yeah, that's a good That's a good question. I mean, I am just got into the whole insurance thing myself. With the whole home purchase. Yeah. How, I wonder if like wild animals is part of a policy. What what umbrella would that fall under? I mean, they don't they don't automatically insure flood insurance. They don't automatically do a lot of things. Right. Would a maybe, wild animal be? I'm assuming certain, maybe certain parts of the country. I guess it's possible. But I, I've never heard of a wildlife insurance. I feel like that would be an act of animal. God. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. See, we don't really have to worry about that too much in our area. I'm trying to think of the biggest animal that can come crashing through. Maybe a deer. A deer that gets really lost. The freaking raccoon in my yard. Do we? Do you got one? Huh? Do you have one right now? Yeah. Do we got to take it out? Well, you saw it, remember? On my front porch the one yeah, day? Yeah, you know what I did. That, that is right. Yeah. yeah. That, that, I've been, that thing's been around for a minute. You better shield your child from that. Yeah, definitely. You got to be careful with that type of shit. Yep. We had one in our yard for a hot minute. It was a disaster. Mm. Like, I didn't want to go outside. At all. I didn't want it. it was in the middle of summer, like the perfect time. Like I stayed inside for a full week because of that <laughs> shit. It was miserable, but I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna risk it. You know what I mean? Right. And I think it had like babies and it was like defensive. And then the woman, like kitty corner in my house, was feeding it. Jesus. And I'm like, no, this is a, this is a complete disaster. We'll fuck but, you up, man. And it was a big ass. Like, it was a big fuck. Yeah, they get big. So um, I'm trying to think of what else. Oh, you know what? Picking a deer real quick. Have you seen a deer around work lately? Like right on the entranceway to the expressway when you when you're leaving, mm. have you you haven't seen any of these? No. They're all over the place. Like there was a guy that was driving. You know how it kind of splits off where you can t- go the entrance up or you can go down the road. Yeah, that's straight. There was a semi truck that was going down the road straight down to the street. Yeah, and he just like stops in the middle and he was just there's this deer just standing right there, right <laughs> in the middle of everything. It's fucking weird. Just fucking with everything. And yeah. I'm like, that's a little bit. They don't come over here. Like that's that. like in the hood, basically. Yeah. What are the deer doing that far well did i tell you last summer there was a deer in melanie's backyard yeah you told me that that's ridiculous that's like really close i don't understand how it got back there like she's got a pretty tall fence back i don't know how the fuck they got back there they can traverse a little bit like they got some leaping ability have you ever seen them run yeah they're crazy they can go they're like fucking gazelles basically i wouldn't fuck with one i wouldn't either and they can we've done a couple of deer stories where they've broken into houses and yeah caused some problems so right anyways not quite as bad as hank the tank but we still got some local hazards i guess so right plus we probably got bobcats mountain lions that type of thing Maybe. Not in the city limits, probably not. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, the deer keep creeping in. What's going to stop everything else? I have seen foxes and coyotes within the city limits before. I've never seen a coyote. I've seen a fox. I've seen plenty of foxes and plenty of coyotes within the city. So mm, That's crazy. Fucking National Geographic out it there. It is. Man. It's a fucking wild kingdom. <laughs> Anyways, what else you got today? I'll just do one more. This one's from Live Science. It's pretty cool. Perfect. Scientists uncover the largest crater on Earth... Under 100,000 years old. Okay. A crescent-shaped crater in northeast China holds the record as the largest impact crater on Earth that formed in the last 100,000 years. Prior to 2020, the only other impact crater ever discovered in China was found in Zai, Zaiwan County of the coastal province of 
Leah Owning, according to a statement from NASA Earth Observatory. Then, in July 2021, scientists confirmed that a geological structure in the Lesser Xi'an Mountain Range had formed as a result of a space rock striking Earth. The team published a description of the newfound impact crater that month in the journal. Yiling Crater measures about 1.15 miles across and likely formed about 46,000 to 53,000 years ago based on radiocarbon dating of charcoal and organic lake sediments from the site, the NASA statement says. Researchers collected these sediment samples by extracting a drill core from the center of the crater. Crater. Beneath more than 328 feet of layered lake and swamp, sediments lay nearly 1,000 foot thick slab of brecciated, brecciated granite. I think that's how you say that. That sounds right. I've never heard of that type of granite I've heard of that before, before back in geology Brecciated? Class. Is that how you say that? Or brecciated? Spell it. B-R-E-C-C-I-A-T-E-D. Brecciated. Brecciated. Okay. That might not be right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> A 1,000-foot-thick slab of brecciated granite, which is granite made up of many rock fragments cemented together in a matrix, the team found. The rock bears telltale scars of having been struck by a meteorite. This goes on and on, but that's pretty crazy. Well, that is pretty interesting. Now, you got to think that there's got to be like more craters that are out there that we just don't recognize as craters. 100%. Like, how the hell, like, maybe, like, just, like, some random, maybe the lakes, some lakes are just craters, you know? Sure. I guess there is Crater Lake. That would be, <laughs> be one of them. True. Yes. But so that, that's a pretty interesting news story, and that one happened in China. Yep. I have a feeling that they're probably hiding a lot of additional craters that they don't want us to know about. Sure. So being the being the Chinese, yeah, hundred percent. So we got to see what's going on with that. That's a great news story, though. Do you have any more news you want to run today? No, that's it. That'll do it. All right. Now on to our main topic, and it seems like once again we're doing another Ben episode. Ah, Jesus. Ben, what are we getting into today? We're going to be getting into superhumans. Yes, superhumans. Humans that have abilities beyond a, a, abilities beyond the normal human. Yes. And to add to that real quick, some of these people that I researched are just like completely off the wall insane. Yeah, sure. And I was kind of thinking about it. I think that these people are evidence of alien-human hybrids. It's possible. Because if you think about how we think the humans were genetically created by the aliens, if they were that way, defects wouldn't necessarily always be bad things. Defects could just be super tuning sure. human ability to something that does a lot more than what we think it could be possible you know what i mean mm -hmm. like you don't really see that in technology where you make an accident every once in a while it does happen but like you can't do the same process over and over again like humans are created by the same process no matter what basically sure you can't do the same process over and over and over again with the same basic tools and just randomly have like a computer that's just like infinitely powerful you know what i mean mm -hmm. but we're gonna see with some of these superhumans that you can create humans that have one or two abilities that are just so far beyond anything that we can... There's so many of them, and, like, I tried to pick ones that I could describe, because some of them you have to, like, look at what they're doing. Yeah, there's, like, there are people that have, like, super magnetic... Like they're like like their skin is magnetic or their body's magnetic where yeah. they can just do stuff or they can use the force basically. What's incredible to me were, are the people that have the photographic memory. Yeah, that that's the other one. You too. can literally tell them a random day and they'll tell you what day of the week that was, what happened that day, what the weather was, and it would be completely accurate. It's incredible. Yeah, and and to an extent, there are people that can learn that to an extent just by having the system in place to correctly generate the right answer ninety nine times out of a hundred. But there are other people 
people that have like this innate ability to completely memorize shit. Yeah. So I'll tell you what, since this is your episode, do you want to get started with a couple of your people? Sure. We'll start out with uh, Shakuntala Devi. You ever heard of this woman? I feel like I might have, but... I don't know if I said her name correctly, but that's how I... This isn't one that I have, though, so... So, she was born in 1929, and she is a famous Indian mathematician. She currently holds the record for the fastest human computation. Okay. And she correctly multiplied two 13-digit numbers in 1980. Holy shit. She does it in, like, 20 seconds. She doesn't. She does all this shit in, like, under a minute. That's incredible. So, I can do two digits in my head without really too much effort. I can't but. even do that. So, she multiplied... Seven trillion six hundred eighty six billion three hundred sixty nine million seven hundred seventy four thousand eight hundred seventy and two trillion four hundred sixty five million ninety nine million seven hundred forty five thousand seven hundred seventy nine. And the answer was and she wait, got this wait, in wait, like wait, wait, wait. <laughs> 48 quadrillion. No, you skipped a couple. 392. <laughs> no, the answer was 18 septillion. I was pretty close. <laughs> 947 sextillion, 668 quintillion, 177 quadrillion, 995 trillion, 426 billion, 422 million, 773,730. Well, I got it to the right decimal <laughs> point at least, or the right, I was in the right, yeah, you got the right it. 10 right. septillion. In 1977, she extracted the 23rd root of a 201 digit number in 50 seconds. It took a Unifax 201 computer. digit number? Yes. In 50 seconds. Jesus Christ. It took a Univac computer 62 seconds to do the same thing. Wow. And that's basically the gist of this woman. I don't really have to explain much more. That's about incredible this shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, I there's there's no there's no words for that. That's absolutely incredible. I've seen some guys out there that can do things like that. Not to that extent. That's Not just to that that's extent. just that's beyond belief. I mean at this thir- point. thirteen digit numbers. Yeah, there's that no was way. absurdity. No way. Anyways, my first guy. Are you done with that one? Yep. My first guy is gonna be along the same lines in terms of brain power beyond belief. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of Lawrence Kim Peak? Best known as Kim Peak. He was the inspiration for the movie Rain Man with uh, Dennis Hoffman and is that Martin Sheen. No, oh, or Ted uh, Tom Cruise, right? <laughs> yes, Tom Cruise. <laughs> I almost said Ted Cruise. Tom Cruise and Martin Sheen, or not? <laughs> been a long week. Tom Cruise and Dennis Hoffman. It's only Tuesday. Dennis Hoffman played Rain Man. Yep. Now, Lawrence Kim Peake was known as a savant, which is a highly gifted intellectual person. Usually they're great with numbers or memorization. And he was considered a mega savant due to his exceptional memory. Now, he also had a lot of social issues. Like, everybody assumed that he had autism when, in reality, his brain just wasn't connected properly. Like, the left side of his brain and the right side of his brain didn't really communicate with each other very well. Like, it took him until age four to learn how to walk. Does this guy kind of have a messed up looking face? 
A little bit. Like, it's, it doesn't look normal. I think I've seen this guy before, actually. Um, And it took him a very long time to kind of, like, branch out, like, socially. But eventually he's able to learn how to interact with people reasonably well. Mm-hmm. It took him a lot of time. And his, his father especially put a lot of effort into letting his mind be known to the world just because of how incredible it was. Now, this guy had, like I said, his brain wasn't really connected. So his, his right side of the brain and his left side of the brain didn't really communicate with itself very much Mm -hmm. a little bit but not like how we do where it's just it's like innate basically so combined with a couple other just like basically brain disorders that enhance the ability of his brain he could remember almost every single thing that he ever read Mm -hmm. and he could read books in like an hour like he could sit there with a book and read it in an hour yeah it's incredible now he could read the book in an hour and he could read two pages at the same time his left eye and his right eye operated independently of one another so he would read the left page with his left eye the right page with his right or the left page with his left eye the right page with his right eye somehow combine it all together i don't know how the hell he actually managed that because his brain wasn't really communicating very well and he could remember almost every single word that he read and it didn't matter whether it was he read it yet today or a week from now or a year ago or 10 years ago he could remember that that's crazy and he could use like he he was interested in baseball so he could remember like detailed statistic lines on pitchers that pitch in like the 1940s mm-hmm. and he could do like breakdowns of the season like if he was actually there even though he didn't even witness the season he just read about it mm-hmm. it was some incredible it yeah just, that's crazy watching this guy's mind operate was incredible now he passed away in 2009 damn but it just and he could memorize everything like it was across the board which i found really interesting because usually these people specialize in one like area of expertise or academic area this guy could memorize stuff across the board and was just sharp on it and they said that his brain had like twelve thousand books stored in it that he could accurately name the book on page 42 of catcher in the rye he could tell you what the page said that's crazy it, it's beyond anything that i've seen like i can't even comprehend that in my brain <laughs> And what's weird about him is even with with that in mind, like conventional intelligence standards didn't really rate him very highly because he didn't have the cognitive like reasoning that a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Like his IQ is only listed at 87, but this guy's obviously super smart and was super bright and he, had a he, ton in he his He probably head. knows everything about everything at this point. Yeah, and as he, it took him a very long time to become like more social with the world. But as he started to branch out a little bit, you could tell just how sharp he was when he would do his interviews. So, Kim Peek. He was best known as Kim Peek, but his real name is Lawrence Kim Peek. I'll have to look him up. Very interesting guy. Um, He was born in Utah, I believe. So that was a really... That's a good one. Yeah. You can find, like, documentaries about him and whatnot. I find that guy very interesting. And just... That just... It proves that there's something that the the brain can do that's just unbelievable. If it's just exposed to the right conditions. Yeah, you know, one part of your brain shuts off and then the other... Other parts work in the hyperdrive for some of these people. Exactly. And it's like, what if we can harness and access that all the time? Just, you know. Maybe it's there for all of us, and the aliens have put, like, resistors in or blockers so that we can't do it. That's true. That's kind of what I think. Maybe maybe they all have these this intellectual power. Ah. And maybe smart people just have, maybe they're missing a blocker or two. Or in this guy's case, the whole system got wired incorrectly. <laughs> And created something way better than what we could do. You know what I mean? True. So I'll tell you what. You want to get in any more? Oh yeah, I got some more. So this next guy. This guy's name is Dean Carnazes. Yep, that you know was my next one too. Now this guy, you can 
add in whatever the hell you want. This guy is an American ultra marathon runner. Yep. Now, I don't know about you, Pat, but I used to run competitively in my day, cross country, track. I was a track coach for a while. I retired in the second grade. <laughs> like, I know how it is to run. Right. Sure. I know how it feels to get tired. Everybody gets tired at a certain point. You know, some people have more endurance than others. You train, you know, yada, yada, yada. Yep. This dude could literally run forever. Yep. Nonstop, no rest. Which is just... Unbelievable. Like, I can't even fathom it in my mind. This guy's insanity. He has a rare genetic disease that basically allows him to run pain-free. Not only can he run, but he can swim, too. He's done, like, swimming competitions and shit like that. Sure, he's like, like a he, triathlon on steroids he, guy, he, basically. He can basically do anything without rest. And this condition is called lactate dehydrogenase? Genus? Genus? Something like that, Something yeah. like that. Hy- dehydrogenase syndrome. We'll go, we'll go with we'll it. We'll go with that. Genase syndrome. Okay. In which he does not produce lactic acid during exercise. Some of his big achievements are he ran 350 miles in 80 hours and 44 minutes without sleep yep, in I have 2005. That. I have that one down. Which is incredible. He completed a run called the Relay, which was a 199-mile run from Calistago to Santa Cruz 11 times. Holy shit. He ran a marathon to the South Pole in negative 13-degree temperatures without snowshoes in 2002. And he ran a marathon in each of the 50 states in 50 consecutive days in 2006. So I think on one article I read, this doctor said that this guy could literally run for the rest of his life until he died. Yeah, and I guess they said that he either doesn't produce lactic acid or it just gets all flushed out of his body really quickly to the point where it doesn't cause any problems. So he doesn't cramp. He doesn't get tired. That's I'm assuming. I'm assuming he has to be eating during this or yeah. at least yeah. getting fluid. Like he's got to be getting fluids in. Yeah. But it's unbelievable. Now, what I found really unbelievable is apparently he's got some critics out there that are like, yeah, well, he's not really a racer. He's just more of a showman or something. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> what the hell? Come on, man. I, some of the, some of the criticism of this guy was, or it's like it's like they'll be like, well, you know, he hypes up these big events, but it's not really as cool as you would think it would be. And I'm like, this dude's running for hundreds of miles at a this time. This is literally you, one of the best superhumans about that we found so far. <laughs> he just run and, and not stop. <laughs> this is literally Forrest Gump here. Forrest Gump, but beyond Forrest, that, Forrest, Forrest Gump, Gump had this, he, he had this. He had, he got tired eventually. And he went home now. This guy was like, fuck it. I'm not, I don't need to. <laughs> 350 miles in 80 minutes or 80 hours with no sleep. It's incredible. And he, and he, I'm pretty sure he finished each marathon that he did, you know, the in each 50 states. He, like, clocked every one of them in, like, three hours. That's ridiculous. Which the top runners will get two hours, I think, around a little more than two hours. But three yeah. three hours for every single race is incredible. And he's not taking days off. He's not taking any days off. Like, I don't, like, he's probably just running from each from each. each he's probably day. running right now. He, he, <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably running from each state. Literally, he, like he's he probably didn't even drive to the next race. He probably just ran, ran there. <laughs> he's a superhuman. I don't care what anybody 100%. says. That is incredible. Now, my next guy, you probably got this guy as well. His name is Daniel Kish. Nope. He is the blind man that can see using sonar. See, I have somebody similar to that. Use echolocation. Yeah, just... so I guess we got a similar people. Sure. Daniel Kish. Now, this guy's in his late 50s, I think. He's like the godfather of this 
I don't know for sure. He's still alive, though. He lost his sight as an infant due to retinal cancer. So he lost his eyes, like, as a little kid. Like, I think he was under the age. I think he was, like, one or something. Mm -hmm. Afterwards, he basically developed and mastered his own version of echolocation, where he would basically click his mouth, kind of like a... Or whatever. And he could use that to see his surroundings, essentially. Yep. Meaning he would make that noise, and he his ears would create, like, a three-dimensional image of what was around him. And if he did that well enough, and he mastered the art of picking up these sound waves, which I can't imagine, because I can't hear for shit anyways. Right. He could, de- he could detect what was going on around him to the point where he claims that he can see better than how we see, just based on using this echolocation shit. I believe it. Now, this guy can navigate normal life much the same as we can just by clicking his way around a little bit, but he can even ride a bicycle without any- causing any safety standards, which to me is just... Dude, this is literally the same story I have okay. about this kid named Ben Underwood. Yes, and that was the other guy that I read about, and I guess... Apparently this guy, maybe, why don't you get into that one? Because it's, they probably know each other. They probably One of them probably taught the other one. Well, he was diagnosed with cancer at the age of two. Uh, the same type of cancer, I'm assuming. Okay. And he did it the same way. He creates a clicking sound with his mouth, with sure. his tongue or whatever. Like you said, he can basically just see what the fuck's going on around him. This guy, he got so good at it that he was running, playing basketball, riding a bike, playing football, skateboarding. He could do all of it. That's incredible. Playing basketball? Yeah, isn't it? But what sucks is he ended up dying pretty young. He died at like 16 years old, unfortunately. Yeah, but it's unbelievable. Unbelievable feats to accomplish when you're legit blind. Exactly. Playing (laughs) basketball. See, I guess maybe. I can't imagine shooting very well if you're blind, even if you got the psycholocation going on. Okay. Maybe you can do it. Now, Daniel Kish, like I said, he's got, he claimed that it was better because he had a three, a 360 degree image, meaning we can only see what's in front of us. He could sense and see what was going on all around his head. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously he couldn't drive because the car would affect the echolocation. Sure. But he can still ride a bicycle as long as his senses are, as long as his head's outside, basically. It's like the radar, like the radar node. Yeah. If you will. So I thought, I think that's, that is mind boggling. That is, it's unbelievable. Like that's a testament, not only to the human body, but to the human spirit. Now, are people normally born blind or do people develop blindness at like an early age? I think most develop it throughout life. I wouldn't even say that most develop it early. Because I'm curious, maybe because um, these are rare cases because they were literally born blind, basically. They were, they became blind at such a young age. That they wouldn't really remember seeing a whole lot. They probably don't remember seeing anything and they basically had to grow up and learn everything without being able to see and they probably this probably progressed throughout their young life and they that's how they're able to do this yeah and it does help especially if you're younger like i can't imagine going blind tomorrow and clicking my way around in 10 years yeah like i don't think people that develop blindness over life can do this because they needed to do it at a young age age. exactly yeah you know what i mean that makes sense i just can't imagine having your ears so in tune but then again too i guess if you're blind you're focusing on different things yeah like focusing on different stimuli even blind people that develop it over life they're they're uh other senses. Yeah, their senses are enhanced a lot more than ours. Yeah, it just depends on where your mental energy is going. Probably yeah. more than anything. Yeah, definitely. So, see, I don't really hear very well, but hearing is the one that I'm nervous about losing long term. I'm already losing my ear. I'm losing mine as well. But I feel like you you can't really turn your ears off, but you can close your eyes. Yep. I feel like going deaf would hit, hit you really hard. Yes. So, anyways, hopefully we don't have to deal with any of that anytime soon. I'm but. already dealing with it, unfortunately. 
But um, <laughs> Daniel Kish and Ben Underwood, those guys yeah. are superhumans. 100%. That is some incredible shit. Uh, what else do you have? Do you have any more? I have one more. You ever heard of Paul Kern? Paul Kern. I feel like I have. Didn't he used to punt for the Titans? No. I think I'm, who the hell am I thinking of? I think I'm, I think I'm <laughs> Brett Kern. So this is a little older. We're, we're going to around World War One times here. Oh, okay. So Paul Kern. So a this is a Hungarian man, and he spent 40 years of his life without sleeping until the day he died. I saw something about this guy, yes. So Kern was a government official on the Eastern Front in World War One, and during battle he was shot in the head. And Yikes. it basically destroyed his frontal lobe, his cranium, fucked all that up. Sure. But he received treatment, and he amazingly regained consciousness. Awesome. Now, he basically was basically normal. Like, he went back to work, working for the government and everything. But <clears throat> until 1955, which was the year he died, he never slept. He, his it's, it's unbelievable. And doctors and scientists, they were never able to figure out why his body just never needed any more sleep. Like, it's not like he just couldn't sleep and that his body was exhausted. Like, he never had the urge to go to bed. He never needed to go to bed. He never felt tired again. So he never showed any fatigue? No. See, I don't know if I'm jealous or terrified <laughs> of this guy. I can't decide. They just, nobody can figure it out. That's he never incredible. Needed, he, never, he never needed sleep again. That's yeah. some incredible shit right there. And he got to the point where he would lay in bed for hours just just to try and sleep. But later in his life, he would try and lay down and just have like two hours of silence with his eyes closed. And doctors were saying, even though he wasn't asleep and all his senses were aware of everything going on, just those those two hours a day, just having your eyes closed gave his mind enough rest to do shit. But it's like, he didn't even need to do that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> like, like, he just wanted to sit, lay there and close his eyes and get some rest. But I was always under the impression that your organs, your whole bodily function, your anatomy needed sleep to function properly. I always thought so as well, but obviously this guy invalidates that policy. This guy completely <laughs> flipped my whole life upside down here. Yeah. See, I enjoy my sleep. I need it more. That's the one thing I try to give myself. I try to give myself a lot of sleep. It's sure. the opportunity for sleep, I guess. Sure. But could you imagine all the shit you could get done? Like, I could start a second podcast. I could start a third podcast. I could probably even start a fourth podcast. I mean, you could literally work two jobs. No yeah. problem. To never get tired again. That would be ridiculous. That's, that's unbelievable. I, I I can't imagine. Like, what did this guy do? Like, what, what kind of job did he have? I heard that he was just, like a, like, a farmer or something. I don't know about his later life, but I do know he went back to doing government work and, you know, to what he did before. Hopefully they are paying him very well. I'm sure he was very efficient. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Anyways, that, that guy's incredible. That was Paul Kern. Yeah. Anyways, I got a couple more real quick I want to get in. Sure. Have you ever heard of Veronica Snyder out of Germany? I don't she's think a so. woman. I think she's in her 50s now. She has the vision of a telescope. Holy shit. Apparently, she can see so well that she can identify people from like a mile away. Like, she can see like details on their face and like figure out who they are from a mile away. So she has elf eyes? Be- it's, it's ridiculous. Like Legolas? She's been tested to have 20. 20- Two vision. So you ever hear twenty twenty vision? Yeah. Then like twenty fifteen is a little bit better. Uh huh. She's got twenty two vision. Wow. Which is ridiculous. So she's basically like 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 I guess Legolas would be a good like an eagle. Eagle, but I'm thinking this is even better than eagle. <laughs> like she can see details. Like most people can't really make out a face like twenty five feet away, thirty feet away. Sometimes 
She can see like the details on your face from a mile away. That's incredible. Probably even farther than that. So that's Veronica Snyder. That's all I really got with her. There's not a ton on her. Does she have like a condition? Is it like a brain thing? I don't. It didn't sound like it on any of the research. It just sounds like it's really well tuned. Now I've heard of stories where people have vision that's just enhanced for whatever reason. There's no real story behind it. Like you know, I'm familiar with Barry Bonds, the baseball player. Mm-hmm. He says that he was diagnosed with 2013 vision. Which helped him make contact with the baseball, obviously. Sure. And then there's another player, Hall of Famer named Ted Williams. I don't know if that's a name that you've ever heard of before. Sounds familiar. If you were a baseball fan, everybody knows Ted Williams. Like if you're a big time baseball fan, he played in the 40s. He was also a World War II veteran. He was a combat pilot. Wow. And he was doing that like at the top of his game. He was fine. I think he even flew in Korea for a little bit. Wow. Like he would just like leave baseball to go fight in the war. And everybody was like, well, you can play for the Army baseball team. He's like, no, if I'm going to be in the Army, I'm going to actually do something. So he was flying combat missions and shit. <laughs> but they said that he had like 25 vision. At least that's what he said. Wow. And he lived until the 90s. And he said that that was his key. Like he could hit 400 in Major League Baseball just because he could see the ball. He could see the laces coming out of the pitcher's hand. And he could just like read them and know where the ball was going. Wow. So I guess it does happen. Now, this woman's taking it to the extreme. Yes. Like if she had any hand eye coordination whatsoever, she could be like a softball legend or something, I think. (laughs) But, anyways, that's Veronica Snyder. That's a good one. That's crazy. Like, they're saying that her eyes are tuned to the like the level of a telescope. Now I wonder if she could see like space that well. Now I wonder is this like is this nearsighted as well? I don't know about that. Like, can she like look at a fucking you know microorganism? <laughs> like, <laughs> can she fucking? <laughs> the only other details that I saw about her is that like when she watches TV, she can see like the individual cells on the TV screen and how they change color. That's insane. That's the only other detail that I saw about her. There wasn't a ton on her, but okay, I thought that one was crazy. Now my last one, this one's pretty good. This kid's only sixteen years old at this point, I think. Man, his name is Liam Hoxtra, the child with super strength. Now. I think Liam I, I think I've seen. Was it. born in like in middle two thousands. I don't know how old he was. They realized that he was a little bit different because he started walking at five months, <laughs> <laughs> and he was climbing stairs by like the point where he was a nine month old. It's like he, he was already walking, and they like were kind of by the stairs, and they're holding his hand, and he just walked right up and down, no problem. <laughs> and then he was doing like chin ups <laughs> under the age of <laughs> under the age of one. And by the age of three, now this kid lived in, I think they said he lived in Grand Rapids, Michigan. By the age of three, he was like visibly jacked. <laughs> like he had like abs and shit and he had jacked up muscles as a three-year-old. Could you imagine? <laughs> now, they were trying to figure out like what the hell is going on with this because none of this is normal. <laughs> no shit. Apparently, uh, his body had an ability to basically limit the number, the amount of myosatin in his body, which apparently inhibits muscle growth. If you have high myosatin, you're not going to develop muscle as quickly. If you have very low myosatin, you're going to have more muscle mass and somehow with his myosatin levels like he develops muscles 40% quicker than normal and his body just doesn't retain body fat now he's a 16 year old at this point and he's pretty well put together like he plays hockey and shit but the problem with all this is in order to maintain that muscle mass he has to eat just a ridiculously huge amount of food yeah i'm sure just to keep it all up so that really is the biggest drawback but you can look at him today and he's not going to stand out of a crowd that much like under his hockey pads and everything but probably ripped they were saying yeah he probably is and they were saying that he could like he could like move the furniture around the house at each two (laughs) and shit like that like could you imagine your son just like just a little dynamo a miniature hulk type character he was walking at five months like could 
Could you imagine seeing that? Anyways, that's Liam Hoxtra. That's my last superhuman. That's really good. We and could we could do a part two on this. We honestly. probably could. And there have been other kids and other people that have a similar situation to that. Well, that one's relatively close nearby. An American kid that's still around today. So, did you see the guy that had the photographic memory? He went up in a helicopter over New York City and he memorized the entire city and then he drew it in one like took took him one time to draw. Yeah, New York City. It was unbelievable. And that one I was going to do, but I felt like I needed more photos to do that one. Yeah, that's why I didn't pick that one. Yeah, if you guys are interested in this topic, look, I can't remember what the hell that guy's name was. I can't think of it either. Yeah, and I think he had, I know he had like a super photographic memory. I don't know, I think he had something else going on. But obviously artistic ability. Yeah. But that one was mind-boggling. Watching him with this, like I couldn't do that if I was copying something. I couldn't do the type of drawing. Like he was doing a panorama, like a 32-foot. Like he was literally standing there in a huge room. And he had like 32 feet worth of canvas in front of him. And he was drawing a panorama of the city of New York. It was unbelievable. And he did this all like on a 20-minute helicopter ride or something. Yeah. Where he just basically flew around the skyline, memorized it, went to work. And he did this all in like seven days. It was unreal. It was something, that was something different. And you got to check out the photos of that guy. No, I, I might get this wrong. We might have to do a late night wrap up. Uh-oh. But did you ever see the story of the girl at like age nine? I think she, I don't can't remember if she had like a dream or something like this, but before the whatever event happened, like I think Jesus or God told her to paint and she was able to paint at like the age like eight or nine these unbelievable hyper realistic paintings of like Jesus and and just anybody. Was this like, a girl that claimed that she went to heaven as well? It, m- it might be. Because there was a there was a story very similar to that. I can't remember what what the age was. It was young. It was under I, the age of. I feel like 12. this girl's like like a six year old or something. She could have been. She was really young. I know. And it's that. like she started painting, and it's like it started off like she said that she went to heaven and she could see like colors that we've never seen before and she like yeah. That. And she would try to like do paintings, and the paintings were incredible. They they looked they looked like pictures with a damn phone. Yeah. Like they were so real. And we might be talking about the same person. We might yeah. be talking about two different people. Probably. Probably the same person. Now, it could be the aliens giving these people these powers. It's possible. We don't really know for sure. And then uh, Stan Lee had that show called Superhumans. I think it was just called Stan Lee's Superhumans. It was on Discovery or History. I think it was on History. One of the two. And that was a pretty interesting show. And they would get into some of these people. And it was just like, the, the, the it was an investigative series, basically, where they were trying to see if these people were actually were superhuman. And every single episode, they were just like, this is completely mind-boggling. I don't think there was one person that they determined, they were like, yeah, you're, you're a fraud, or right. you're bullshitting, or you're not really superhuman. Everybody was just incredible. Like, there was a guy that I saw, it was like a big fat guy that could jump like from like 50 feet up into a kiddie pool. And he had this ability to just hyperplane across <laughs> across like any amount of water. So he would literally belly flop from like super far up and he would have like six inches of water and he would survive it every single time. Like this would kill anybody. That's and he could just, like he would just and this was like some big old fat guy that could just he had a timing down perfectly where he could hyperplane basically across the water instead of taking the direct impact. And that's weird. They had man. him line up for this experiment, and I'm like, "This guy's gonna fucking die on live TV." <laughs> and he just jumped, and I'm like, "Oh my god, there he goes!" I'm expecting a big ass splatter, and he just kind of zoomed across and popped right back up, like like nothing happened. It's unbelievable. <laughs> there, was, there was some weird ass shit on that show, but it was pretty entertaining. How about the dude that could eat stuff that you're not supposed to eat? Yeah, they gotta eat the entire Cessna plane or something. Yeah, he can eat glass, rocks, metals. 
And then I was reading about that guy. He could eat all that shit, but he couldn't eat like normal food. Like he couldn't eat bananas yeah. or eggs or else it would make him sick. <laughs> like what the hell? What in the hell? <laughs> and they, they, they thought he was bullshitting too, but they were looking at him. They were like, well, his stomach is like super tough and his body produces tons of acid that nobody else's body produces that he can just process all this shit basically. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And then there's super people that are like super. Could you imagine shitting that out? He said that there wasn't a problem with that. <laughs> he said that no, maybe his maybe his uh his cavities are reinforced as well. Dude, I bet the inside of his asshole is just completely calloused. <laughs> like there's no way. There's no way. I didn't think we were be saying that ever on the podcast. You can, you can cut it if you want, but my we'll god. See. Yeah, no, but you're exactly right. That one was incredible. I'm trying to think of some other ones that I've that I'm familiar with. You got the people that are like super flexible. Yeah, that's just again, it's like where the hell are your joints at? And how do a lot of these people still have like strength left? It's like how would your arm be so elastic but still able to do stuff? Unbelievable. And then you've got like the magnetic people, and then you got the guy the the um. How about the Chinese dude with the impenetrable skin? I didn't see that one. I saw the guy, the, the uh, I think it was Chinese as well, that could boil a glass of water just by using his internal thermal energy. Damn, that's crazy. Which, which how do you explain that? They did, a, they did a ton of tests on him, and they were like, we can tell that he's generating the energy from somewhere, and it looks like it's all coming from his body. He was just that in tune with his internal energy force so that he could boil a glass of water just in his hands. Yeah, that, that dude would, he, he could literally, like, balance his body on like spikes and like he, he could and it won't like hurt his skin it won't do anything see i think that's more of a balance issue i think he can balance that well but he could do anything with his skin and it just won't break his he won't bleed like he's got the most tough skin you can it's, I'll bet it's you, unbelievable i'll bet you i could probably pull off a lot of his stunts I doubt it. You have, you'll could. have to look them up. <laughs> I'll bet you I could. I'm trying to think of some other ones that I've seen. There's a, there's so many. Uh, like I said, the magnetic people. The one girl claims she has X-ray vision. Yeah. Now they they're trying to say that she wasn't she she's making it all up. But so in your opinion, Pat, out of the eight or nine or ten, how many are we we went through? Who's the most incredible in your opinion? The most incredible superhuman. Superhuman. I gotta go with either. I gotta go with the people that with the, with the powerful brains. Either the the mathematician lady you talked about right away, mm-hmm. or the Kim Pete guy. Yeah, I would say one of the two of them. Just to me, just knowing the limits of my own mind. Yeah, and seeing that is just mind boggling. Now, I think the running guy is incredible. All these people are incredible. It's just right. And again, like we talked about nine or 10, we did like nine or 10 breakdowns and then we talked about another handful real quick. Yeah, there's so many. There's so many out there. So do your own research. If you guys have any that we missed, any that you felt like we should have talked about, please tweet us at 30 in the... Comment on our Facebook page and let us know who your favorite superhuman is. And let us know if you yourself are a superhuman. Yes, we have any superhumans listening to the show, please tweet us at 30 in love. Please comment on Facebook. If you are a social media superhuman, we need you on the team to help manage these these social media platforms that we have going on. Definitely. Who's your favorite superhuman, Ben? Which one really stood out to you? You know, the the mathematician just blows my mind. Yeah, that one's really tough to comprehend. Like, I can't even put wrap my mind around 23rd root of a 201-digit number. Yeah, that's... Yes. Like, that's... I never even, I didn't think a 201 digit number existed. Apparently it does. <laughs> so anyways, on that note, uh, thank you guys for listening. Please check out episode number 69 as well. We just got that one up. 
It was a little bit later this week. We had some uh, some technical difficulties, is what we're going to say. Sure. But um, we're back in the swing of things this week, so we're going to have two episodes up this week, I guess. Be sure to listen to that one. Be sure to give this one a listen. Be sure to tell all of your friends. Be sure to tell all of your family. If you have any superhumans that you know, please have them give this episode a listen and give us some feedback. But on that note, I think it's about time to get the hell out of here. So, peace. For accidentally ignoring Peyton Manning's texts for years. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Cooper Doug has done very. Cut. Cooper Doug. <laughs> Cooper Cooper Cup. Cemented together in a matrix, the team found the rock bears telltale scars of having been struck by a meteorite. This goes on and on, but that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I got the basic gist. I also spilled my coffee all over myself. Oh, jeez. Don't worry about it. Anyways. So this is well before the Younger Dryas um, theory time period. Because wasn't that... What? <laughs> what, what, the, <laughs> what the hell is that? You never heard of the, the Younger Dryas? The what? Repeat that. The Younger Dryas The Younger theory? Dryas... This is a Graham Hancock thing. Yeah. You're going to have to get into it a little bit because I have no idea. It's the, okay, so 12,000 years ago, because there's the theory that um, there were advanced civilizations prior to what the narrative is as to when civilization became, you know, advanced. We can point to like Gobekli Tepe for that. Yes. Well, the Younger Dryas theory is that there was a huge catastrophic event that happened that basically reset civilization. Sure. And that can that dates back to around 12,000 years ago. Okay. At the end of the first ice age. Yeah. So that that's that, that's the Younger Dryas theory. So how does that tie in now? I don't know. I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying that this catastrophic event happened before that era. That's that's that's, so that's the it, only so, point I made. So we're saying that it's evidence of a Jurassic <laughs> event is what we're trying to, yeah. we're trying to hammer home. You okay. just cut all that out. No, that that was the best part of the episode so far. <laughs> I, all I was saying was this happened prior to that. <laughs> that's literally all I said. <laughs> well, maybe we provided some uh, context for our listeners that might have listened to an earlier episode and had some questions. Sure. <laughs> Well, that is pretty interesting. Now, you got to think that there's got to be like more craters that are out there that we just don't recognize as craters. <laughs> I'm sorry. Have you ever seen any of those videos where it's like a marathon and it's like the leaders like take a wrong turn and they start running down the wrong way? Yeah. <laughs> That's just what I was thinking of. Like this guy was just like, it's like the finish line and he just keeps going. He's like, I got that. I got the next race to get to. Have you ever been to Cedar Point? Cedar Point. Uh, yeah. Is that that amusement park kind of on the lake? Yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah, dude, I went there one time, and um, <laughs> when we were walking in, they had like some type of race going on, some triathlon. <laughs> I walked right through, the <laughs> right through the area where they were running into the finish line. <laughs> I walked right across it. I had no idea what the fuck was going on. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. 
I could just yeah, it was funny as fuck. I could just see you doing that shit. Like somebody came up right behind me, they were fucking running. <laughs> they had a fucking number on their front. Like I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like right in front of the big balloon arch. People are trying to fucking finish the race. <laughs> How old were you during this whole thing? Dude, this was like I was like twenty or twenty one. Oh, I was saying you're a little kid. Like they're gonna no. scoop you up and take you to the finish line. No, this wasn't that long ago. <laughs> Where were the course marshals at? I don't know, dude. Like we're just literally it was like set up in the parking lot. And we were getting towards the gate and like the finish line was towards the gate. And I like I I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's funny. that's probably one of the best stories that we've ever shared on the podcast before. Yeah, was that a good one? Yes, it was. Anyways, Daniel Dean. Dean. Dean Carnazes. 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 I think that's yeah. how you say that. He's a superhuman. I don't care what anybody 100%. says. That is incredible. 